Talking about movies, talking about films, talking about actors and directors and whatever else we feel like movies and films. Welcome to Movies and Films. This is the podcast where your two hosts, Jake and Joel, watch and discuss a new movie each week. We both compiled a list of 20 of our favorite movies of all time, and we're taking turns picking movies one at a time off of each other's list. This week's movie is Moonrise Kingdom. We'd love it if you guys watched it with us and let us know what you thought of it. Find us on Instagram at Movies and Films Pod. You can also find us on Facebook at Movies and Films with Jake and Joel. If you feel like emailing us, you can email us at Movies and Films Pod at gmail.com. Enjoy. All right. Episode four. So far, we've hit, we've hit Pirates of the Caribbean. We've hit Mad Max Fury Road. We've hit Moneyball. We've had some big heavy hitters. Yeah. Today, we hit Moonrise Kingdom, which is from my list. I'd say probably this our smallest movie so far. Um, yes. It's a big movie because it's Wes Anderson, but it seems like uh, as far as the scope of it, maybe the budget even. Well, we'll see. Yeah, maybe know. even run runtime. Yeah. It's kind of shorter. It's shorter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't linger. Indeed. Yeah, it goes by pretty pretty quick. It also maybe feels well, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into this later. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get into this later. Uh it is from my list. So mm-hmm. Jake, you are gonna take the summary on this All one. Right. Go for it. Moonrise Kingdom. All right, let's do it. So we open up on a on a family, right? It, uh, we don't know anything about this family, but we do know that the daughter loves her binoculars. She's she got a, a peeping problem. Yep. We don't stick around there very often, very no. long. We're just kind of... It's Pretty much a, just the opening yeah. credits, right? Yeah, basically. We're just mm-hmm. kind of... It's just kind of this tracking shot going through the house of... Yeah. Fog, you know, we see all the different characters. Um, then the narrator, gives who I love, is going to give us, I guess, the history of the island. And, yep. you know, there's a storm coming. That's the big... That's Historic kind of the big storm. piece. Yeah. And then we go... Check in with Edward Norton, who plays Scoutmaster Randy Ward, who Randy I will Ward. refer to as Scoutmaster Randy Ward only in this podcast. Um, I have that written down in my notes. <laughs> Scoutmaster Randy Ward. Amazing. Um, we see him. There's another long tracking shot of him walking through yep. and checking on all of his um, khaki scouts. Yeah, um, like Boy Scouts. Yeah, basically khaki scouts. Boy Scouts, yeah. Uh, come to find out, one of the khaki scouts has gone missing, Sam, um, who is going to be our main character. He's left a letter of resignation. <laughs> <laughs> very, very funny. Uh-huh. Uh, some really funny, funny moments yeah. in this movie. So anyway, so they set out to find him. They arm themselves heavily, which I, I don't know why, but I, yeah. they're like, if we find him, we don't want to be caught without a weapon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. They're, All right. They're, uh, they're like... Yeah, young boys. They're yeah. obsessed with violence. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we we actually cut to Sam and yeah. kind of see what he's doing, and it's a great scene scene um, with him, like his introduction. Yeah. Um, he's meeting a girl, the girl with the binoculars. With the binoculars, um, Susie. And, right, and we get a flashback of where they meet. Um, they've met before. This has all been plotted. They're they're planning this vacation, yeah. right? This little getaway, which for and, Sam maybe feels like more than a vacation. It feels like oh, maybe he's actually just running away. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> um so everybody's looking for him. Susie's parents are looking for them. You know, the the scout troop is looking for Sam yep. to I don't know to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> um uh so Sam and Susie fall in love. 
mm-hmm. while while they're out there. I, yeah. I think they they went out there because they liked each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, is one of the reasons is sort of to escape. Yeah. Um, together, they're uh, probably like twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're very young. Um, yeah. Somewhere in there, we find out that Susie's mom is having an affair with Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. who plays a cop. Um, the cop that's kind of on the island, like the only cop on yeah. the island. They they get found. They you know they finally find them. Sam finds out that his foster parents have given him up, right? Because he's he's kind of a troublemaker, kind of an outcast. So yep. they're gonna give him up because they say it's not fair to the other kids that he's so quote unquote emotionally disturbed. Yeah. Um, because his parents died, and then we have this really cool scene where the scout troop decides to go after Sam to help him um, because they've realized that they've kind of been mean to him. Um, so otherwise gonna, he's just going to be put in an orphanage. Right. And they're going to, he's going to have pieces of pieces of his brain taken out. Which <laughs> <laughs> seems um, maybe that wouldn't actually happen. Right. But no, they, definitely not. <laughs> uh, so on, on their way out, you know, they, they rescue him and, and on their, on their way off the Island, him, Sam and Susie get married. Right. Unofficially. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, By Jason Schwartzman. Yes. And then some, <laughs> From I'll say this from this point on the movie becomes really hard to follow uh-huh. to me. Um, this was my first time watching it. Yeah, some stuff happens and Sam gets struck by lightning. Like it, he goes back to find the binoculars and then I don't really know. He fights the guy and then yeah, l- the he gets chased by the troop and yeah. it found it a little bit hard to follow. But yeah, yeah. Um, so he gets struck by lightning. This, so, so the storm is here, yeah, and then everybody has to go to this church because it's flooding. Um, also, in here we get Randy Ward, uh, s- excuse Scout. me, Scoutmaster Randy Ward. Yes, um, we get him having sort of his redemption scene mm-hmm. because he's a bad Scoutmaster. He's lost so his he gets, entire <laughs> troop. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he saves, you know, he Harvey saves Ketel, right? Yes, yeah. the the the, the Scoutmaster right. master, right from from the flood that's coming because <laughs> yeah. of the storm. Yeah, um, and so. They all go to the church because it's like the safe haven. Yeah. Uh, and then Bruce Willis here doesn't want social services, who <laughs> the name of the character is social, <laughs> social services. services. That's great. Yes. Um, doesn't want them to do shock therapy on, right. which, on Sam. Right. Yeah. Which no one, we don't want shock therapy. No, <laughs> no. one needs to go through shock therapy. <laughs> um, so he elects to adopt Sam. Yes. Um, and so he goes up. Somehow uh, they're trying to. Yeah. Sam and Susie are trying to. They're about to jump off the steeple to escape. To escape, right. and they're like, "Hey, if we don't make it, whatever, we'd rather yeah. jump off and risk death than right. go back." And right. then it's at that point that Bruce Willis says, "Right, yeah, I'm gonna adopt you. I'm gonna yeah. adopt you." Yeah. And so, so yeah, so he gets adopted and he gets to see Susie, and he's still hiding from Susie's parents, but. <laughs> yeah, it would see, it would seem so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's basically the movie yes, in a yes. nutshell. Yes. I feel like I did a really bad job with that, but that's fine. No, I mean it's not. As with all of his movies, none of the plots are super straightforward. Yeah, there's a lot of kind of little nuanced things. I wonder if that affects your Achilles heel at all. The fact that you couldn't follow the last. Well, it's <laughs> I. It's one of them. Okay. But the, I think my main one is, and this is a Wes Anderson thing, you yeah. know, and I, I, he's a great director. Mm-hmm. He's got a very distinct style, which I, I personally love the style of his movies. Yeah. But I don't, there's always a character or two in his movies that he directs to have no emotion at all. Mm. 
like don't emote, don't do anything. But in this movie, it happens to be our two main kids. We're like, they don't have any emotion at all. Like I, I don't, I don't personally, I, he doesn't do anything to make them likable. Like, hmm. I, I don't think they're likable. I, they don't have, especially early on before a scene, which I'll point out yeah. later. They, he just doesn't do anything to like endear us to these okay. kids. And, and they're so monotone and straightforward. Especially and, Susie, I'd say. Especially Susie, yeah. yes. I mean, Sam has his little quirks, but even he doesn't have a whole lot of personality. I mean, he he's... Okay. I just didn't care for that. I, I think you're right that he does tend to have people like that in his movies. Like Zero I, from Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. But in that yes. movie, it's actually hilarious. Right, right. But in this one, I just didn't, it didn't work for me. Well, I will say this. I think that for me, a lot of the charm of this movie comes from the fact that they are both, they recognized each other back a year before when they had, when he saw her. Right. Um, They recognized that each other were these as the adults call them, emotionally disturbed sure. kids. And they were different and that they uh, they felt like they were more grown up than the other kids and they felt like they were kind of set apart. And Sam thinks that he's just an adult who's going to have to take care of himself. And he's kind of right in different ways. Yeah. But so I think his, I think his stoicism is the fact that he's trying to act. He's trying to keep like a stiff upper lip. Like he, so much of his dialogue is like, like when they first meet in that field, she's, he's like, all right, we're going to have to take two days because, uh, you're, you're not wearing, you're wearing Sunday school shoes. Yeah. You're wearing Sunday school shoes and you're a less experienced hiker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's he's like, he smokes a pipe. He smokes a pipe. (laughs) He's all business. Right. And, for me, I'm like, that's part of the charm of his character because it's a facade. Yeah. It's like he is a hurt kid who he feels like he can never yes, be and, anything. He, he feels like he can't emote. And the best moments of the movie is when he does. Like when when we we yeah. see moments where they can, I don't know, let this, let this. And maybe, yeah. maybe this actually is not an Achilles heel. Maybe it's actually something that's actually important to the characters themselves. Um where they can kind of let this monotone, straight face, I'm not yeah. going to smile, you know, I'm not going to do this, when they can let that go and, and dance, or they can let that go and right. and cry. Which they you know? do, yeah. Right. So I do think that that's part of it, especially considering his other films and how, like, with her, she is monotone the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's, that does seem to be a choice on his part to be like, a Wes Anderson movie does not succeed because the actors are leaving it all on the sure, stage yeah. or like it's all very subtle and very choreo- very choreographed right and i think that if actors were really were emoting more it would kind of disrupt it a little bit he, i feel like he wants to depend on the set pieces and the writing and the timing and everything uh to the get timing. it across this thing is a breakneck yes speed. oh my gosh some of these shots that they set up yeah so i think you're right i do think that it is a little intentional especially with especially with um with sam how it feels like he he does have this kind of like i feel like i've known kids like that like they can't laugh at things like they take things really seriously and in his case his parents died and he doesn't have anybody and so he's like trying to he's trying to grow up and in his case he thinks he's gonna actually go off into the wilderness and just survive on his own but it's only for 10 days though, right? 
For her, it's ten days. She said but, it was ten days. But he's he's gonna stay out there. I I mean I don't. I guess we're we can just kind of yeah I don't think, yeah yeah I, okay. I don't think he says really. Gotcha. Um. Okay. My Achilles heel is what well, it's very tied to yours in a way. Okay. Um. I had several of them and I'm I didn't write any of them down. I'm just gonna pick one right now. Yeah. Do it. Um. It's just the fact that it's. Wes Anderson's style is so incredibly specific. It is. That I think if you're not a fan of his movies, it can get in the way. It's almost like if you don't know who Pablo Picasso is and you're not familiar with his painting style, you would see it and be like, and I'm not calling him Picasso, but uh, you would see his painting and you'd be like, well, this looks like a child did it. Right. Or because he's playing with perspective and he's doing all these things that look weird or sometimes even Salvador Dali or, or these different, these different, he doesn't just have to be painters, but you see it and you're like, okay, I don't get, it. I don't understand what's right. going on here. But if you're familiar with their work and you understand their perspective and you understand like what they're trying to do, mm-hmm. you can really, you can really appreciate it and say, oh, this is like a master craftsman. Yeah. And I think if you, if you're not aware of that, which I wasn't, I think the first time I watched this movie, I wasn't, I watched right. it when it came out. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's okay. But I liked his, some of his other movies better. And yeah. oh, it's only upon rewatching a few times that I've really felt like, oh, okay, I, I see what he's doing here. And I think that it it's starting to land with me more. So I think that that feels, that does feel like, I mean, for me, it's not a drawback. Right. But I'm, I definitely am aware that like for anyone else watching these movies, if they're not familiar with his shtick his aesthetic right. it's like there's a lot to get over and there's a there lot is. to kind of like figure out on and the way I, I actually and i i think he's a pretty masterful director mm-hmm. i think all of his uh all, his movies look beautiful you yeah know, I, visually it's yeah. incredible mm-hmm. um this one it just felt a little bit i don't know like the characters were too important to not show some more moments of emotion i guess you know what I mean? Like there are That's a couple. Because I don't, I don't feel that at all. Really? Like I hear what you're, I know what you're saying, but to me it doesn't feel like a drawback in any way. Hmm. Like I feel like I feel so much emotion coming from them because of their actions and because of what they say and especially what they say to each other. I have, I wrote down a couple quotes that we'll get to later. Well, I'll just say it. Because I, I wrote down way too many. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, a very quotable movie. I also have a oh, lot yes. of quotes. Like, so one of my favorite moments of the movie is she said, they're sitting there overlooking their little cove and she says, that was a great moment. I always wished I was an orphan. Most of my favorite characters are, I think your lives are more special. And then he goes, I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about. And then she goes, I love you too. Yeah. I I will say that is one of those moments that I was like, okay, this is cool. Like this is, but in that moment, they're they're still not really emoting, totally stone faced for that. You know what I mean? And I think again, that is how some. First of all, that is how some people are. Yeah. And second of all, I think that that's how those are the kind of kids that he's trying to kind of like because the other kids are way more emoting. Right. And that's the kid who um who Lucas Hedges plays. Um, his name is Redford. He's way more like Edward Norton is way more like yeah. Bruce Will. Everybody in the movie, like they all have emotions, but I think it serves to show that they're just different than everybody yeah. else. And everyone else like looks at them as different and that's why they find each other. And they're like, because in that scene where she turns around and she's the raven, she's like, I'm the raven, yeah. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. Um, he sees it. 
Right. And he says, what kind of bird are you? Right. And the girl next to her says, whatever she says, no, I'm, not I'm talking a dove. To you, right. He's like, no, I'm not talking to you. You, right. what are you? Yeah. Like, he zeroes in. He's like, that thing, whatever is happened to me is happening to, is her, happening to yeah. her. And I feel like that's, anyway, I think that's part of it. And I think yeah. it's, I think it's super sweet. I definitely, it, it definitely makes a lot more sense now that, you know, I've kind okay. of, because like I said, I'd, I'd never watched it before. And so it was kind of like, why are these kids so like, not like, I could definitely tell that they were different. And yeah. I, I, I knew that that was the point. Yeah. But it was like, I just, it, while watching it, I was wishing that I had some more from them, you know? Yeah. It's funny too. Like even the part where him, they beat up the kids and she stabs him with the scissors. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't nothing. see it. Right. Right. You, it all happens off camera. Right. And so like, that's almost part of it is like, apparently she's very violent, but you never see it. She's right. always just like stone yeah. face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway. so it, it kind of serves to further this like kind of illusion. Right. It's very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Safety net. What do you think stops this movie from being worse? The music is wonderful. Yeah. In this movie. It is Really it's good. so good yeah. throughout the whole thing. The music is great. Yeah, like that, that's all I can really say about it. This yeah, is, the music is is so big mm-hmm. and like, and there's so much to. And the opening scene is talking about the, little, the old an orchestra. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. So yeah, the music is fantastic. I agree. Yeah, and his movies, because I think that's part of his whole thing is like his music is also its own genre kind of. Uh, his movies all have a very similar kind of soundtracks. Yeah. Um, n- not all of them, maybe, but much more so than Martin Scorsese. Like, nowhere near the same amount of continuity of mu- music between his films. You yeah. couldn't say like, "Oh, that's such a Scorsese score." Yeah. Right. Right. Know? And a lot of good, a lot of good songs too in the movie. Yes. As well as as well oh, as yeah. the as well as the the score, which is yeah huge and wonderful. And yeah. But the actual like songs, some are yeah. diegetic, some are non-diegetic. Yeah, um, diegetic being the people in the scene, scene can hear them. Non-diegetic right. would be they can't hear them, but we and they can. switch where you'll hear it, and then yeah. you'll hear it on the radio. Right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so it's just really the the music in in total was really good. absolutely yeah. Some old country stuff. Some Hank Williams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He made a great. rambling man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some really good. Yeah, I love. So there's that one country song that keeps playing. Is it that one? They no, use it it's twice. it's um. Key, it, it's the key thing swap. about the key, yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's yeah. about the like the the cigar story yeah 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 lo- it was such a just a perfect yeah that thing that and then her record player mm-hmm. like that the french songs yeah. you know yeah very good so good um for me it's the lighting of this movie they they use so much like natural light mm-hmm. in this movie and they I mean, they use like the sunrise and the sunset, and I would say even for Wes Anderson, it is his color palettes are like a huge thing. Obviously, so like you'll have a movie like Grand Budapest Hotel. You can pretty much just look at the trailer. So like Grand Budapest, it was like um, it's very pink. Yeah, it's kind of pinkish, and then some blues. Yeah, and then this one is just yellow. It's very yellow. Very yellow. Like there's there's honestly like a filter right until the the storm, which and then everything is very blue. Very blue. Yes, which is great because those are kind of opposite on the color. Similar to Mad Max that we talked about. Yes. Yep. They do the same kind of thing, uh, visually. So yeah, I think the uh, just the lighting felt really great on this. It felt it gave it this kind of sepia. Mm-hmm. Filter. It felt like it was in 1965 where it's set. 
uh, I mean, it's beautifully shot, but I think just the that's one thing that stood out is like there are scenes that take place early in the morning, and you can just tell that that's right. early in the morning. Yep, and it feels really natural, even when it's sometimes sometimes it's actually hard to see what's going on, but it feels very it's almost like the Revenant, right? Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like see, feels so um, so authentic that it it's totally worth it. Yeah, so I, I thought the lighting was great. Definitely. All right. Um, in this entire movie, what do you think is the worst shot? Cinematography there's, or visual effects? Yeah, there's a shot. Um, well, I'll give a, an honorable mention to worst, yeah, worst shot. Yeah. Um, but which which would be Scoutmaster Randy Ward jumping over the river. Yeah. <laughs> like it's obvious, With the fireball? Which it's not, it's not supposed to be like <laughs> no. realistic, but it's just like, right. okay, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> In a movie that's so grounded, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, but, I don't know if I call it grounded. Well... Like the people aren't defying physics, sure. <laughs> until okay. that, until okay. that scene, yeah. But anyway, that's just, yeah. I get it, you know. Uh huh. Um, but the this the shot that I actually didn't like was before they jump in the water. It's like this super, um, it, it like zooms in on their faces three or four times before they yeah. before they count down. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, can we just let's just <laughs> jump in? Let's just do it. I'll count one, two, three, go. <laughs> um, so I I, okay. I didn't think that was. Okay. That was necessary. So zooming in on each of their faces. Yeah, it was like, because yeah. they say, we'll count to three. And then it's like, it shows her face, then his face, then it zooms on her face, then his face, <laughs> yeah. then her face, then his face, and then he counts. I'm like, yeah. that. why did we do that? <laughs> so, okay, yeah, that was mine. Um, my worst shot, for me, it wasn't even close. It was Sam getting struck by lightning. Him just like flying off the screen. <laughs> And the fireball would have been my second one, probably, yeah. with Ed Norton jumping over the river. The thing about Wes Anderson is like... You mean Scoutmaster Randy Ward. Yeah, Scoutmaster Randy Ward. <laughs> the thing about Wes Anderson is like, in almost any of his movies, I feel like you couldn't pick a worse sh- shot yeah. because it's so meticulous mm-hmm. every time. Not just the, Not just like the angle, but like the set pieces are perfect Mm -hmm. and the lighting is perfect and the way that everyone like the blocking everyone where everyone's standing it's all there's so much like symmetry and symbolism like very symmetric that's a good oh my gosh they're all they're like paintings like every shot is like a painting so it's like how do you pick a worse worst shot out of a a movie like that it was hard kind of can't but those two like they seem they were kind of like CGI, mm-hmm. and and when there's special effects, like a great example is when when the kids shoot the dog with the bow and arrow earlier. Yeah, you see the arrow, the arrow, and there's like paper behind it. <laughs> you know, it's like it's suit. It's like a it's like a kid's Super Eight film or something. Right, yeah. And he does a lot of stuff like that with like stop motion and cutouts mm-hmm. and miniatures, and that's part of his style. And it's really cool. Again, it's it's there's so much time put into it. And so his special effects are usually super hokey and right. fake looking, and it's clearly a miniature. Right. But you don't mind because it's like that's his style, and he's he's choosing to do that rather than trying to make it look real. Right. And and it's a it's a choice. It's not like oh he oh, right. this is bad. Oh this like, is low budget. Right. right. It's, it's just that it's <laughs> yeah. a, it's the choice that he made, exactly. which you know is different than um your average Marvel yes. movie looking bad. Right. You know, those aren't supposed to look bad. Exactly. <laughs> So this one with those two shots mm-hmm. with the lightning and the fireball, it was just like, this isn't Wes Anderson. Right. This feels like he's trying to use CGI in this movie and it doesn't look good. Right. So I just felt 
in, uh, both yeah. of those, I'm like, I just disagree with the decision. Yeah. I, I feel, <laughs> I definitely feel more so about the the lightning one. Yeah, yeah. Then, because I feel like jumping over the river, I feel like eh, that's kind of right. That's it looked ridiculous, yeah, but whatever. I feel like it's kind of supposed to be like, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's Scoutmaster Randy Ward thinking yeah. that he's jumping really far, but that's he's not. That's how you know? I interpreted so, it. Was yeah, like, that's how it felt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's actually just he just stepped over. Yeah. <laughs> um, side so, note: yeah. I loved. I didn't even think about this for best shot or anything, but I loved when Harvey Keitel goes into the tent and then the the tree falls on the tent. And all the fireworks go oh, off. Oh yeah, because he has to rescue him. Like right. that shot of it falling and just exploding. Yeah, like that cracked me up because yeah. it was so over the top and like unrealistic. Yeah. But like, and then all the scouts just like freeze. Yep, I, that cracked me yeah. up. I was like, it was good. It was just so unexpected and like you're just like, what Whoa. just happened? <laughs> uh, all right, uh, those are our worst shots. What is your best shot? My best shot. Is is going to be that that continuous shot of of Scoutmaster Randy Ward cool, yeah. walking, That's and he's one. like checking in on all his his troops. He's like, "Why'd you build the treehouse so high?" He's like, well, "Where would you have built it? Lower." Lower. <laughs> <laughs> and then he moves. Yeah, and then he moves on, yeah. and he's like smoking a cigarette the whole time. Yeah, and it's just a uh, uh, great detail. I love that spot. Is he gets to the kids who are putting out the fireworks display, uh-huh. and he holds his cigarette way away out. from <laughs> away from the he's fireworks. Like, he's like being safe. Yeah, it's like way out towards uh, the camera. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. So that that yeah. whole shot, yeah, was, yeah. was really good. I, I loved that shot. Yeah, the latrine too. This like Rube Goldberg looking, like he's he's like latrine, oh, yeah. and there's like there's like this like uh, curtain and that says jets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's to me. That's like yeah. That's that is such a classic like Wes Anderson thing sure. of like just building stuff that doesn't need to be built yeah. and then let's find a way to like shoot it all practically and then you you don't mind that it looks kind of ridiculous because it's yeah, like well someone put all this stuff together a quarter you know? mile <laughs> right yeah yeah cool yeah i had a lot of well, i had 3 but i'll i'll pick one um i so that one you're talking about with them zooming in on the different kid's face, that yeah. next shot, that wide shot of them, oh, them jumping in. in. Yes, agree. Loved that shot. Agree. It was so like, you you can't look at both of them because especially if you have a big TV, which we both have decent sized TVs, yeah. like, I mean, it is they're a huge really shot far. and yeah. they're ti- the kids are just tiny, but they fit them both in the shot. Yeah. But we're talking probably 99% of the screen is just the ocean and the, yeah, and yeah. the sky. Uh-huh. And uh, it's, jarring if you're used to you know most most movies what's happening is right in the middle of the screen yeah or near it and this one and all of a sudden i just love that it was a super creative thing and also probably a difficult shot to pull off yeah they had to get really high (laughs) yeah so it was it was cool like yeah i'm a i'm a sucker for a wide a wide yeah, shot, dude. same like same, Gandalf, and there were a lot like of great Gandalf ones. falling down, yes. with um, the Balrog. Yeah, like, that shot's one of my all time favorite shots. Yep, from this movie has from a the few. Two Towers, one of the movies on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, into the underground lake. Yeah, yeah, goodness, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay, right. Um, right. I was going to say uh, also the five canoes when they steal Sam, uh huh, in the like the pre dawn light, yeah, and you see these five barely lit canoes kind of like imperfect very cool in the middle of the lake kind of like going across very cool it was beautiful and then yeah. you see them you see them land on the shore as the narrator is like yes. turning off the light he's in the sh- yeah he <laughs> yeah. turns off the light yeah. yeah yeah i love that it's stuff clever 
Uh, clever. Great. Wes Those Anderson our, is just, I, I feel like he's just a clever filmmaker. He is, and he he's finds, just clever. he finds a way to make these shots. They just feel good. You ever yeah. have like, you ever go to like someone's house or like an Airbnb or something, and the way they have it set up is just so well like crafted and put together, yeah. and it just makes you feel comfortable there. Yeah. Like that, he sets up his shots like that, where like the it's very tactile, like the clothes people are wearing, and their hair, yeah. and everything is like very textured and strange. Uh, but yeah, I love it. The, um, I think about there's a one of my less favorite films of his, The Life Aquatic. They um, it's it takes place on a ship, and they make this giant cross section of a ship, and I think they actually made it, and it's massive. But you see people like walking around in it. Hmm. And it must have taken so much time and money to build this thing, but like, it just it gives it this sense of like, man, he just kind of went for it, yeah. and it feels so good to look at. Yeah, it. it's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. Man. All right, cool. Um, those are our best shot, worst shot, worst shot, best shot. Uh, how about your worst scene? What was your least favorite scene? And, and it it comes from. I didn't like the way they did Scoutmaster Randy Ward's redemption. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and he needed that scene. Like that scene has to be in yeah. there. Um, that beat has to be in there. Because, He's lost everything. Right. <laughs> like he has to to have some sort of redemption. But yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way they did it. Yeah. Where does he go? We don't know. He just takes the kids somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, you know it. Him jumping over the river. We talked about. It's kind of yeah, yeah. funny looking. Um, yeah. It just uh, that whole scene just really didn't work for me. Yeah. I hear you, but but I I care so much. Like he's one of my. He's, I think he's probably the best character in the movie. Um, uh, yeah, I love love Scott Master Randy. Yeah, so he, I want him so badly to say, you know, I, this is something that I love, and I, I want to be able to be good at this. Um, yeah, and I actually am. Like I can yeah. show that I'm good. I need oh. him to have that, but it's just, the scene didn't work for me. Yes, I hear you. I agree. I think that the Sam. The where Sam gets hit by lightning and that whole thing when he it's because he they're leaving, they come back on the boat and then he has to go back yeah. and then he meet like that whole sequence is a little confusing, yeah. And it feels like, uh, maybe there's I do wonder if there's some kind of symbolism that I'm missing about him getting struck by lightning. Like, I don't know if that's maybe, supposed to surely. mean something because it like has no effect on anything. Yeah. He gets struck by lightning. He's like, I'm okay. And they keep going. Right. I'm like, what, what, what? You just got struck by lightning. <laughs> right. You're 12. Like, right. you're, you. And everybody running around, like the huge group of kids, like okay. chasing around. I have an field, issue. You know? Yeah. And this kind of ties into my overall, yeah. overall big issue with the movie. And yeah, yeah. It, it with, which is the second half that makes no sense to me at all. Like, I, okay. it stops being comprehensible to me. Okay. Um. So he, Okay. So they get married. Very cool scene. Slow motion coming off. Yeah, and this yeah. may be for a later discussion. Sure. We can save it if we need to. But they leave. They come back because she left her binoculars. Uh-huh. He goes up to get the binoculars. They're waiting for him on the boat. Like, they're waiting for him to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He gets... He fights the guy who has the binoculars. Then he gets chased by the troop that that is there on the island. And... Then he go. Then they're gone from one cut to the next. Yeah. They're not following him anymore. And he gets struck by lightning. And then all his friends are there. And then they have all this time. Like, I it just, what is, like, it didn't make any sense to me. I couldn't follow it. 
Like, I, like where I people the, were, like the geography of like where right. people were. Well, yeah, I think that the the geography in this movie is funny because it's like he uses these map shots, mm-hmm. but they don't really like mean anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I I really mean like where did that big group of people that was like right on his tail where'd they go? Did I miss? I mean, I could have missed something. Here, let me um, let me bring it up because I feel like. I'm missing that too, which definitely says that that scene could have been better. Yeah. The fact that I can't really remember that. Hold on. Okay, we just watched the scene. Um, I see what he's talking about. So Sam gets hit by the lightning, mm-hmm. and then his friends all kind of crowd around him, and then he's like, follow me, and then they run, and then then all the other kids come right. chasing him. Because, well, I don't know. This You're it's right fine. that... Th- you're right that the the physics of it and like the geography of it doesn't make any sense. Right. And but it's this is not Gettysburg. <laughs> this is not like a, a period accurate sure, war movie. Sure. This is j- like the, it is completely symbolic. All that he's trying to say is that cuz obviously the way they're running around in the field is right. completely unrealistic too. It's like one blob of kids and another blob of kids. Like <laughs> no one runs like that. Right. So it's all about the visuals. So basically what it is, is like he got hit by lightning. His friends caught up to him. They're all, he's still being chased by the right. other people. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. Anyway. I think for this kind of movie, you absolutely have to turn that part of your brain off. Yeah, like, the, and that's part of, something. and that's part of what I, what I mean with the Achilles heel where it's like, when you're watching a Wes Anderson movie, like you can't you can't be thinking about that would never happen or you can't think about like oh they would have totally cut like there's some like in the Grand Budapest Hotel, there's the whole like prison scene <laughs> escape. <laughs> right. Which doesn't you know, it's completely like right, yeah. the scale of it makes no sense. No. But like again, it's that's what it is. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a it's supposed to be like a children's book almost. Right. In which case it's like that's how it would be represented. You'd have a big clump of kids mm-hmm. and then another clump of kids. And you wouldn't worry about how much space was in between them, you know. Anyway, so that's that's my defense of that, I think. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. It's fair. Uh okay, my worst scene is the church steeple scene. I think that we talked about the blue thing mm-hmm. that they did with, with Mad Max. This is just a, a couple years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was when people were kind of, it was kind of in to do that kind of thing. We'd shoot it in the daylight and then put that filter over it. It just didn't, it, f- it felt too visually dark to me. Yeah, It was hard to see what was going on. And it did feel... I didn't have a hard time following along the rest of the movie as far as like where people were or what they were doing. But with that one, it did, it did feel like it was kind of trying my patience a bit. Yeah. Um, and it felt like because it was supposed to be the emotional climax of the movie of him saying, you know, I'm adopting you, um, that just, it, it felt like land. it was, a, yeah. it was a weird. And of course, you know, that it gets hit by lightning and it ends up with Bruce Willis, like hanging onto them off, which I thought, which was again, yeah. They are completely stone-faced while hanging yes. off the side of a church. <laughs> yes, yes. Which, I like that part. I feel like that part's great. Um, and again, super Wes Anderson. I feel like it's yeah. a cartoon. It's yeah. a it's a children's book at that point. Right. Um, but just leading up to that point, it felt like it was hard to... Oh, are they up on this level? Are they up yeah, on this level? Yeah. You know, it, it was hard to kind of see the geography of that. Sure. So that's interesting. So it feels like maybe that's the Achilles heel of the movie, if I'm thinking about it again, is more like just... 
like it, sometimes it's just hard to see where people are in right. relation or, to each other. Yeah, and also you know just where are people like where <laughs> yeah. like where did Scoutmaster Randy Ward go? <laughs> where is he? Is he okay? Uh, he's fine. <laughs> he led his troop. He led the larger troop to higher ground. Yeah, he said, I mean, "Follow me." Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's where it was. All right, cool. Best scene, your favorite scene in the movie. Um, I have a, a couple. Yeah. Um, I love the scene in the treehouse where the boys decide, you know, mm. we've we've not done right by Sam. Like, we've been unfair to him. Mm-hmm. He has this stuff going on, and we've been mean to him. Um, yeah. We need to go make that right and and help him get out. I love that scene. I think it's really funny. He, like, stamps his foot, and the, the door of the treehouse falls. <laughs> falls and, super f- far. Yeah, and it, like, <laughs> waits, like, two, like, Four or five seconds, and then it hits the ground. <laughs> and you're reminded of that first scene, right? Where, like, the, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lower. I think that's a great scene. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> the scene where Sam and Susie dance, I think, is yeah, is probably the the best scene in the movie. Yes, just because absolutely they finally and, and to what we talked about earlier, they're finally able to kind of let this guard down. Yes, that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I love that when <laughs> she's like. Where he's, she says, can you French kiss? And he's like, what is that? And she's like, it's when the tongues touch. Yeah. He's like, is there a trick to it? <laughs> he's like, we can try that. Yeah. And I love that the like neither of them really knows what it is, but they're both like totally up yeah, for it. We're going to try. It feels scientific almost, yeah. you know? And for some reason, that's just super like cute to me. It you know, is It's cute. just these two kids who like are, are so young, but they're yeah. like, they feel this like. They like each other. They yeah. love it. Yeah. They really like each other. So. <laughs> I, honorable mention for me is. That I'm a raven when she yeah. he sees her backstage. I'm a raven. I'm a raven. I'm just like that's so good. It's so right. like symbolic of the rest yeah, of the yeah, movie, yeah. you know. And it's it's perfect it's that she, she was is. a raven. Yeah. Yes. Um. In the Noah's the Noah's flood yeah. play. Um. My favorite scene in the movie, I think, is when Scoutmaster Randy Ward tells Sam how he would have given his campsite a commendable. In the so they're in the, that was the boat. Of, that was one of mine. It's yeah. after they they. They they get tracked down and they find them and they're clutching each other under the yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray rips the tent yeah. off, throws it. <laughs> and uh they're like, You're never seeing him again. And so yeah. they have her in the back of the boat, and then he's in like the cabin mm-hmm. underneath by himself, Sam is. And then Scoutmaster Randy Ward comes down and I just such a sweet scene. He's like and he says he says, Scout, that was a really good one of the better campsites I've ever seen. Because yeah. he this is the first time he's seeing him since he's he learned that he's an orphan, right? Yeah, and that his now his foster parents are not letting him come home. Mm-hmm. So he obviously is just his heart is broken for this kid. Right. Of course, he's like a scoutmaster. He, he even there's a great part earlier where he says, <laughs> "Yes, this is one of my favorite quotes." I'll yep. just skip to it. He says, "You have your orders. Use the orienteering and pathfinding skills that you've been practicing all summer. Let's find our man, bring him safely back to camp. Remember, this isn't just a search party. It's a class." It's a, a chance to do some first-class scouting. Any questions? Lazy Eye. And Lazy Eye says, what's your real job, yeah. sir? <laughs> and and the, then later he goes... He, well, he's a math teacher, right? He's I'm a math, math teacher. teacher. I'm a scout and trooper then, on the side. As the, after, at the end of that scene, he goes, and I'm going to change my answer. My real job is that I'm the leader of this troop. Right. And so math teacher on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's a great... It's a, that's a great... It's a really funny dialogue but it's a great way of to establish that like wow this guy really cares about yes it. so you see that in this scene where he and he says by the way that campsite back there was yeah. like awesome like he says i would have given it a commendable and yes. you can tell that like sam is obviously devastated yeah, he's and crying, heartbroken, yeah. but he's like 
you can tell he's like, thanks. Like yeah. that mean, means a lot to him. That's definitely one of the best scenes in the movie because, and again, it's because it's one of the moments that we have some emotion from, from sure. Sam. It's like yeah. he, he's, he's sitting there crying. He's crying because of all of it, right? He's crying yeah. because his parents are, are dead. He's yeah. crying because his foster, he doesn't have a foster home to go back to. Yeah. He's crying because he can't stay out in the woods anymore. He's crying because he can't see this girl. And like he's just, he's, he has so many things to be upset about. And yeah. like you said, Scoutmaster Randy Ward comes down and he's like, look, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to like understand what you're going through, but yeah. I do know that that campsite was awesome. Yeah. He's so, giving him a little win. Yeah. 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 It was, that was great. Very cool scene. I loved, um, <laughs> yeah, I love uh, the little his scoutmaster's logs where he was recording. <laughs> like, like Captain, he's like today. Today was a bad day. <laughs> and then it's actually a really powerful scene where he he later on he starts to record and and then he just turns it off and doesn't record. Yes, yeah. yeah. All right, cutting room floor. If you were to cut one scene of this movie uh, to leave the rest intact, what would you what would you cut? I had a hard time with this one, man. This there's not a lot right here to cut. I mean, there's there's not a lot of fat to the movie. Yeah, there's really um, two halves. It's like the first half is yeah I, is them running away and coming back, mm-hmm. and then the second half is him getting busted out. Yeah, and, it doesn't have the a typical kind of three act structure. It right. doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, but I'll say if if I had to cut one scene, it would be the scene where they. Get the then they find her notes that she's been writing yeah. with with Sam and then it, yeah. it has this like two minute long thing where it's like yeah. it's a flashback kind of multiple flashbacks right. of them writing and it's like narrating over and then the note gets cut off and it's on to the next yeah. note which is I like the scene but yeah like I actually like the scene a lot but I feel like did we really need to have these two minutes of <laughs> of like these flashbacks like I feel like it could have been done huh. On a, See, on a smaller scale, I think that's like the is that, that's like the montage at the beginning of Up almost, where it's like you're seeing in in fast motion their relationship blossom right. without having to. You know, but we're also it. yes, yes, yeah. I, I like I said, I had a hard time yeah. finding something okay. to cut, so yeah, this yeah, was yeah. just like kind of what okay. I landed on. I, hear you. I did too. So Be- mine is the scene I just referenced that I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first Scoutmaster's log. By Randy, by Scoutmaster Randy Ward. Yeah, um, it's super short, but like all the only bit of information it really gives us is that Sam is by far the least liked khaki scout, which we kind of already <laughs> by a significant tell. margin. But you see, that's yes, <laughs> by a significant margin, and like you can kind of already tell that yeah. by before and after that yeah. scene. So um, I was like, we don't need that. Yeah, but I would it would pain me. But that's the thing about. The other thing about Wes Anderson, there are a lot of filmmakers like this, I think, but they have these scenes in the movies that that aren't structural, but that's kind of what's cool about them. Yeah. Like, we just watched Licorice Pizza for the first time, and that's a movie that's pretty much just like, that's like a six-act movie. Yeah, that movie's weird. And But there's no, they're just little vignettes. Yeah, yeah. And so much, so much of it, I, and maybe, I mean, he's... Paul Thomas Anderson is like a genius. He his I feel like he's always got stuff going on on the surface. But point is, like there was a ton, there are a ton of little things that you could cut from that movie. But it doesn't matter because it feels like it's trying to do something different than just like a regular yeah, kind of structured thing for sure. And a lot of Wes Anderson's movie, uh, Wes Anderson's movies, uh, are like that too, where 
a lot of these things are just not necessarily super structural to the story, right. but you would hate to get rid of it because the whole point of it was there was just a cool little set piece that maybe said something about a character. Yeah, it's all it all kind of you know as I was like, oh, well, we could have cut that, but then I'm like, oh, but then we wouldn't know this about this character, you know? Yeah. So it's like it's all yeah. really, and the the reason that I picked you know this this flashback montage is because I I just feel like finding the notes was enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we find the notes, they've been, they could have like read a couple of them. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I landed on. I was like, well, you know, if you had to cut something, you could have cut, cut this little flashback out and they could have read the notes because we're, we're about to get, because that's right before we get the scene where they fall in love. Right. So we're about to get all of that. Interesting. Falling in love. But I do, I do recognize that it does establish their, right. Their prior, connection that, yeah. that they have planned this um so it was yeah. hard it was hard to, to cut a scene from this movie two things i'd say one is that it like you said it's not a long movie either so right. it's like it's not like you needed it's only like 90 minutes we didn't really yeah. need to cut a ton as far as time um the other thing i'd say is that we talked a little bit about um you know show not tell mm-hmm. uh, uh last episode of the first one and like i think one thing that Wes Anderson does that I think is very interesting is that he goes to great lengths to do that. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a little extra time and it feels like that's what he's doing at that point where it's like yes. he didn't need to show us this whole montage, and, but he wanted to. He yes, wanted to take and like it must have taken so long yeah. to like cut yeah, and, all that up. And I thought to myself, I'm like and I actually told myself, I was like, but he's showing, not telling, right? Like this is what he's doing. Yeah. And I'm like Either way, he's telling. Right. Like, he's still telling. Like, yeah, he's yeah, still, yeah. they're still reading the notes. Yeah. You know, so it's notes. like. But they're incomplete sentences. Right. They're all, so, easy. yeah, there's yeah. so many gaps in between them. But I, I just love that. I'm like, I do think that that, that is really, that's such an individualistic thing that he does where yeah. it's like, he kind of takes three steps when he only needs to take two. Sure. In certain ways. But I think in, in a way where I'm like, man, I'm glad he took that. Right. Took Great. The, the scenic route. Great filmmakers do. Yeah. yeah I think so too. All right, um, imaginary deleted scene. Um, what this scene was do also, you wish we got? This was also hard hmm. for me. Um, but this is I, one of the hardest things for all these movies. <laughs> yeah, it is, but it, I think it's really fun because like it, it it says, well, what could have you know made it made it better? Yeah, but um, I said another scene. We have one scene right mm-hmm. that establishes um, Sam's relationship to. Um, yeah. The captain, uh, Captain Sharp, Sharp. Okay, yes. we have that that one scene, when mm-hmm. and Ramblin' Man by Hank Williams is playing yeah. in the background. Yes, uh, I I think maybe we could have used another one, another scene yeah. where they interact because that's the only scene that they really interact. Now we see that Bruce Willis cares about him through you know all of his phone conversations, mm-hmm. through all of you know all of those scenes where it's like, yeah, oh you know we don't want him to to get have to go to so what are we gonna do you know all this stuff. Um, but I feel like they could have interacted one more time, and it, it would have yeah. it would have made that emotional climax where he he says, you know, how why don't I be your dad? Yeah. Like that, like that could have hit a little bit harder if yeah. we had one more interaction. What you mean? Yeah, I definitely can't argue with that. I think that they that one little dinner that they have in his little like trailer, mm-hmm. it feels like that's when Bruce Willis is just sleeping on the floor. By the way, yeah. like, that's really funny. <laughs> He's just like on the linoleum. Yeah. The characters in this movie are very funny. Yes. They're all very funny. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. 
you see, like you said, you see Bruce Willis's side of it, but yeah. Sam doesn't really know that. You, yeah. He just gets that one dinner, and it is a good scene where he, you can tell that he's getting he's getting across to Sam a little bit because mm-hmm. he's treating him like a person, whereas everyone else is kind of tre- treating him like just a, like a liability yeah. or a responsibility. And to your point earlier, he he gives him some beer, right? Right. Yeah. Which <laughs> to your point. Where you said he Sam has always kind of felt like he is the adult, right? And I think that that was saying that. Yeah. Where it's like, look, I see, I see you as, you know, you yeah. can take care of yourself. You know, there's another that thing stuff. I'm thinking about too, when they they're in the church at the end, mm-hmm. and he can clear, he grabs a little raccoon tail thing where yeah. he, he sees that that's Sam, mm-hmm. and they, I think they kind of make eye contact, even though you can't see Sam's eyes, right? But you can see that like he looks up at him, and there's this kind of like this pause and then he says they're not here right it feels like maybe that is another connection where like sam realizes that he covered for him yeah um but either way you're right yeah like it it, that would have probably been helpful for there to i wonder where that would have yeah where could that have happened i don't know man this movie's it's tough it it moves at a really really fast pace yeah that's funny because for a movie that takes so much time with different shots, it's like fast. It does yeah. move by yeah. so quickly. Uh, okay, my imaginary deleted scene is more of cousin Ben being a corrupt khaki scout. A uh, corrupt khaki <laughs> scout. Jason Schwartzman's character. Yeah. So like he's he's this like wheeler and dealer. He's like Wait, who is looking the other cousin way? Cousin Ben. Cousin Ben is the one who he marries them. At the, oh, at the okay, end. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he like. He, <laughs> yeah, he's like they <laughs> pay him off with the nickels, <laughs> and like I just love that he's you know in this scout's honor yeah. kind of situation right. or society that they have. He's just like taking bribes. Yeah, he's seventy five dollars in nickels. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. And like I just want to see more of him. Yeah, for doing sure. That because I thought that was really, and I also just loved his acting in this. Of this, I mean, it's he. It's very Jason Schwartzman character. He kind of always plays this kind of character, but it's this guy very who's funny. like. He's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. He's so kind of nonchalant, but at the same time, like, what are you doing? Don't be an idiot. Right. Like, he, he's just kind of short with people. Um, the scene where he's like, he keeps asking them if they're sure, and they keep saying, yes, we're sure, yeah. like right away. He's like, here's what I want you to do. Go over there and before you give me another fast answer yes. and talk about it. They're all chewing gum. Yeah. And he's like, are you sure you want to get married? They're like, yeah. He's like, spit out your gum. You spit it out. You spit it out. And they all spit out their gum in his hand. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love yeah, that. That's very funny. <laughs> All right, uh, Unsung Hero, your best performance that wasn't in the top five IMDb actors on this movie. I loved the narrator. Yeah. I think I thought he was just a really cool... I, first yeah, of all, I love his... Bob Balaban. Balaban. Yes. He's Balaban. In, Balaban. He's in a lot of, of, of his movies, yeah. Yeah, he plays the narrator. And yes. I, I loved his first scene where it's like, He's staying relatively in the same spot in the shot, yeah. But the scenery behind him is changing. Mm. Um, I thought yeah. that was that was a really cool, cool scene. Um, yep. I just thought he was fun. I love he's how cool he's incorporate. He like he's outside the care. He's outside the story, but then at one point he's, he's like, in the story. Right. He's like the t- he like taught him <laughs> he taught cartography history or something. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And like, like he's, just and then he just disappears in the background yeah, again. He's know? the reason that they find them. Right, because yes. he comes up and he says, "I think I know where they went because I taught him in cartography." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> He's kind of like a Tom Bombadil character. He just comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah. My unsung hero was Lucas Hedges as Redford, uh, who's basically the villain kid 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who later went on to star in Manchester by the Sea, which was a big Oscar Oscar movie with Casey, Casey Affleck. Um, he was like the the co-star with him in that movie. Um, and then he's been in a bunch of stuff since then. But he, um, I'm just like, for how old he was, mm-hmm. he's just, his line deliveries are like, Amazing, he's pretty especially because yeah. the other kid actors are not that great, right? And he's he really stands out. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> All right, some of your best quotes: Jiminy Cricket, he flew the coop. <laughs> I have that one too. <laughs> when he turns, he looks Jiminy Cricket, he flew the coop, yeah. and that shot of just the hole inside of the it's tent. Just the hole. That's so good. Well, he could have just went out the I tent. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> coverage. It's just oh. clearly like a Shawshank Redemption uh, reference. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? Any other ones? Morale is extremely low. <laughs> in part, I suppose, because Sam is the least popular scout in the troop. By a significant margin. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's your sister? I don't know, but she borrowed my record player for 10 days without asking. Yeah. What does that mean? That's <laughs> <laughs> um, a good one. Was he a good dog? Who's to say? But he didn't deserve to die. <laughs> I also have... If you do get parched, stick a pebble in your mouth and suck on it. <laughs> they're just standing in a river and they're trying to do it. And he's like, I, I also just I brought, also water. brought water. <laughs> um, uh, last one for me. Uh, this is, it's when Bruce Willis is trying to leave, leave the island mm-hmm. with the injured kid. And uh, Bill Murray says, you're not leaving the island. Our daughter has been abducted by one of those beige lunatics. <laughs> it's on my list. Yes. I loved Bill Murray in that scene. Yeah. Because then he, he like takes his shoe off. And oh my goes. gosh. Because like yes. watching it, I'm like, this is just Bill Murray. Like uh-huh. I'm just watching Bill Murray do something funny. He's just so mad at him that he, he can't like, he has nothing else to say. So he just takes his shoe <laughs> off and chucks it at him. Oh. There's that's also a very Wes Andersonian uh, thing is like someone just getting so angry and like just kind of like charging at someone yeah, else doing, doing something yeah. ridiculous. Um, um, I have a couple more. It. Yeah, watch out for turtles; they'll bite you if you put your finger in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had the our daughter has been abducted by the, one of these beige lunatics. Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, I love you, but you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I will definitely be using that on Phoebe. <laughs> And it's so sweet because then she's like, "I love you." I love you too. Like she just heard. She just heard that. that, You could see that that just like took took her over. Yeah. Um, Nice. Okay. Uh, Is this a film or is this a movie? I don't know, Joel. I I I hadn't because I'll ultimately I'll I'll lean film Uh just because it does it does do some things that that an audience might find jarring, Uh you know. Um, yeah, that that is definitely a director's choice, and and I do think it has a little bit to say on um, being an outcast, you know, and and not. Yeah. I don't know. I I had a hard time. Like I said, the the second half of the movie really, to me, it, it became extremely hard to keep track of of what hmm. was happening and yeah. where people were and what was going on. So it kind of took me out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'll lean film because it is very art artful. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of Wes Anderson's movie, uh, movies movies yeah. are that yeah. I've seen. Um, okay, but yeah, yeah, I would. I didn't even consider this being a movie. I'm like, this is film all the way. I think just because of how esoteric it is, it's so like such a specific visual style yeah. and the 
the dialogue is also pretty like quirky and it just feels yeah i don't yeah. think i don't feel like he's ever made a movie yeah i can definitely see that just because it is so signature yeah you know it, it's like right. and he's gonna do it whether or not you like like whether or not Right. Like there's going to be people who don't like it, and that's okay with him. Like yeah, I don't just, think there's a lot of consideration towards like commercial, commercial. No, the, accessibility. I, I would agree. It, I would agree. That's stuff, that's why yeah. I ultimately went film because I, I definitely think he's not he's not as he's not as concerned with yeah with the commercialization side. I just I couldn't there. I found it difficult to pull pull things out of it. Yeah, you're other right. Other than though. just the the general story of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The theme, though, I think you're right about, which is like. It, at the core, and I think that's what resonates most with me about this movie is that these two kids found each other, and they felt like they were completely misunderstood by everyone else. Right. By by in her case, by her family, and he doesn't have a family, mm-hmm. but but his scout troop represents his family, and they all feel like they hate him too, and so like just those two those two poor souls finding each other and finding this little island of like of hope of of some and and they there's so many questions that they don't ask each other like she brings cat food and records yeah right and i think it's kind of sweet he doesn't like tell her she's an idiot for that he just accepts her yeah you know what i mean yeah there's one there's one scene where he laughs at her he laughs at her for um I forget what it was, yeah. But he laughs at her early on and they're camping together and she gets really hurt by that and she goes storms off into the tent and he immediately says, I'm sorry, and they move past it. Yeah. But it's great. There's that little bit of tension, but it's yeah, like yeah. clear that like they're both pretty high strung as far as like feeling judged by other people mm. and feels like it's super that's like a super uh important part of their relationship is that they found people that Someone else that doesn't judge me. You know? Sure, yeah, yeah. All right, personal rating, critical rating. Uh, personal rating is a three and a half. Okay. And I, I liked it. It was good. It was shot shot beautifully. It was, um, for the most part, I think, well-directed. Um, yeah. There were a couple, you know, a couple of the editing choices where I couldn't really follow what was going on. Yeah. Um, like, like I've talked about. Um, yeah. And I, and I didn't I didn't super love um, the direction of the, of the two main kids. Yeah. Um, just certain parts of their uh, lack of, of personality, I think, um, kind okay. of hit me just wrong. But, you know, seven, three, 3.5 is, is a good score for me. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Uh, critical, I think it's a four. I think it's better than, than yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think because of, especially, you know, since we've been talking about it, you know, he does, it, especially the direction of the kids, it is very intentional. It does have a meaning. It does have a purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just it just didn't work for me personally, but I yeah. understand I understand it, and it makes a lot of sense for what he was trying to do. Yeah, cool. Um, as we all know, mine is a five personal rating. I'm gonna give it a four point five. I might I might tamp that down to a four after I was talking about that kind of the the second half stuff today. Um, but yeah, either four or four and a half. I think it's really I think my personal connection is because that stuff I just said. Mm-hmm. I just love. I love. I feel like that's wonderfully present in this movie. That this them finding each other, and then I think, yeah, critically, I'm I'm just like we talk, we've talked a few times about like how when it comes to this metric, it's kind of like what did this what did this movie try to do, and what did it accomplish? Right. Expectation versus reality, and I feel like it really 
accomplished it in so many ways with like just the elaborate set pieces mm-hmm. and the beautiful nature shots and all the lighting and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, definitely kind of a technical feat as all of his movies seem to be. Sure. Uh, all right. Double feature. If this is, if you own your own boutique uh, drive-in theater, what is going on after this? What's got the so late slot? To to stick with the uh, the theme of sort of escapism, yeah. Um, I went with the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I that's that's my brother's all time favorite movie. That's um, pretty good. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So you know he in that movie he he's bored with yeah. his life and he's kind of dissatisfied with the, some of the decisions that he's made that has kind of yeah he just doesn't really do anything and he wants to be more but he has this really active imagination yeah and his imagination takes him places and finally he does kind of yeah. go on the adventures that he's always kind of dreamed about and I think that kind of fits well with yeah you know the escapism present in this one so I like that yeah that's cool it feels um yeah it's like someone else who feels like they don't belong maybe in their current environment. Right. And they're so they're looking for I don't know. That right. Or just rid- that they want something better for themselves. Yeah. Maybe even Scoutmaster Randy Ward. Again, he's looking for redemption. He's yeah. looking to like say, Hey, I didn't waste my time. Right. Yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 That's a great movie. I really, I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um I think maybe four point five. Four, four point five. I don't know. Yeah, Not one of my fives though. Not one of my five. It's good. Um, my double feature is Little Miss Sunshine. You ever seen that movie? I have not. I don't think I've seen any of your double features yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine is... I forget even who directed it. Um, let me find it right here. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine is... It's not directed by Wes Anderson, but it has... It's very yellow. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is... <laughs> Which is a little different. Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris are the the directors of it. Um, it's kind, it has a super indie movie uh, feel, mm-hmm. but it's Steve Carell, Tony Collette, Greg Kinnear. Tony Collette is in one or two of your I like Tony favorite Collette. favorite movies. Uh, Abigail Breslin and then Paul Dano. He's oh, one of the main characters too. in this. Alan Arkin. Uh, it's a great stellar cast. Dude. It's an awesome movie. It's a, uh, basically Steve Carell is he plays Tony Collette's brother, I believe, and uh, who before the events of the movie had just ki- tried to commit suicide, mm. and so he's staying with them, and so he kind of connects with their kids. They're all very kind of misanthropic, uh, and the daughter, who's played by Abigail Breslin, she's like she wants to become a beauty star. Okay, or she wants to be become like a pageant. Oh, queen gosh. and uh and it's just this it's this ridiculous movie about this family that's very dysfunctional learning to say like screw it we love each other right like we're gonna put our differences aside and like we're no one's gonna like stop us from being a family yeah that's great so it feels like similar theme and also similar vibe yeah for sure i would like to watch it after this one Alrighty, well the time has come as it does every other episode for us to choose okay. the next two movies going with our current order. I'm going to look at Jake's. So I will go first. Okay. I'm looking at your movies. So we started off with Pirates. We went to this. We went to Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like let's go big again. I want to... I'm going to pick a movie I've never seen before. I'm going to pick The Conjuring. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to pick 
also another one that I that I haven't seen okay. because I haven't seen over half of your list. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, you have now. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm gonna pick one that I've actually been meaning to watch for a long time because okay. I've I've heard really good things is Jojo Rabbit. Ooh, okay. It's Taika Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. right? Who I I don't know. I, some of his movies are good. Some of his movies I don't care for. I've um, loved all of his movies except for the last Thor one. Okay, I'm I'm excited though. I, yeah. He's got a he's got another he's another guy who has a pretty signature. Yes, style. definitely. Yeah, this is a uh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it then. But I'm I'm glad you picked that one. Cool. All right, cool. Well, uh, that is it for Moonrise Kingdom. We'll see you guys on episode five sometime later. See ya. Bye.